0: Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this, oh, my beloved Democrats, Thursday. And here's why. I thought you were going to say Chicago Bulls. Can we talk about how bad they are? No, we can't. Oh, they're terrible. Anyway. Welcome back, Cotter. Yes, uh, I was not here yesterday. Uh, I had to uh, miss the show because we had a reader retreat, as everybody knows. I'm a columnist, a writer from a beloved Chicago reader, have been for like two thousand four hundred thirty-two years, and we had a staff retreat yesterday to chart our future. D. It was a great time. We pl- we d- we did a lot of serious discussion, but it was also uh, one of these things where we got to know each other. We played these games, so uh, these theater games like Zip Zap Dob or something like that. Zip Zap Dob. You're playing that? Miles is playing it. You go zip, zap, dob. And then he has to go, zip, zap, zob. And so you're in a big circle, and if you don't say zip instead of zap, you're, you're out. If you point at the wrong guy, you're out. It's complicated. Anyway, needless to say, I was one of the first people to leave. Oh, well, as long as you're not one of the first people to
1: leave the airwaves again, you know no, what I mean? No, no. Still
0: a show. Still a show. Still a show, yeah. So anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun and learned a lot. Maybe uh, at, at some time during the day, uh, Miles and I will play zip, zap, zob, uh, and, and we'll make you play as well. Anyway, While I was gone, the story broke uh, about um, uh, some bad doings by my beloved Democratic Party. Uh, The story, uh, let's give a shout-out to reporters Dave McKinney and Tony Arnold over at uh, WBEZ. Uh, Allegations of wrongdoing uh, by leaders of my beloved Democratic Party. Oh, Dems, I give you my love, and this is how you repay me for years and years of unrequited love, Dave. I've been voting for Democrats forever. This is what they do. Oh, yes. Wait, what is that in the background that I hear? It's my left of center friends, way left of center. Uh, Sam Holloway, Leonard Goodman saying, We told you, Ben. We told you, Ben. Oh, God, you know, I hate it when my lefty friends are right and I'm wrong. Anyway, all right, this particular case has to do with the ongoing investigation of in House Speaker Michael Joseph Madigan, the most powerful man uh, in the state of Illinois, the most powerful Democrat, I should say, in the state of Illinois. Actually, he may not be number two. Let me just rewrite that sentence. He's now the second most powerful dem in the state of Illinois, and falling on the charts, I'd say, there's no doubt that J.B. Pritzker is the most powerful. And now it is uh, J.B. Pritzker who runs the state. He
1: said he's the Second, right?
0: Yes, Monk, uh, Michael number Joseph. Two. Uh, number two. Michael Joseph Madigan is number two, and maybe falling. He's doing everything he can to keep on his power. To keep his power. Uh, the story that uh, McKinney uh, and Arnold broke. Uh, uh, it's a complicated one. Let me boil it down. They dug up through a FOIA request, apparently an email written by Mike McLean to two members of Governor Pat Quinn, our friend, Governor Pat Quinn, comes on this show all the time. Oh, Pat, that, you left uh, one of your clipboards here last time you were in the studio. <laughs> now that he's not governor, folks, he's gone back to his days where he gets people uh, to direct action in government through uh, signing signatures and uh, all kinds of petitions and stuff. Anyway, uh, Pat Quinn, when he was governor of Illinois back in 2012, Mike McLean. was Wrote an email uh, to. That's that guy from Die Hard, right? Who's from Die Hard? Oh, it's John McClane. Sorry. Come on, man. Oh, this microphone. Uh, anyway, uh, let yeah. me just read to you how the Sun Times Tina's Fandels did a good job of summarizing uh, what they uh, un- unveiled. A WBEZ report on Tuesday revealed Mike McLean sent the email to two senior Quinn aides in a bid to win leniency for a worker in a disciplinary case. Are you following that, folks? It's complicated. Everything is complicated, and it's so. And reporters only have so much space to condense everything, and they, it's just really hard to follow it, but, I hope you follow that. So McLean had sent an email to two senior Pat Quinn aides in a bid to win leniency for a worker, unnamed worker, in a disciplinary case. Uh, in it, in that email, McLean argued that the man that he was seeking leniency for, quote, has kept his mouth shut on Jones's ghost workers, the rape and champagne and other items. It's not clear what any of that is referring to. But the most. Incis- Listen, ghost payroll is just one thing. But covering up a potential rape in champagne that's no joke folks that's criminal and uh so apparently uh somehow or other the details have not come out but essentially what they're suggesting is that uh they were trying to bury up evidence uh, of a rape that somebody was instrumental in burying that evidence uh and that that person should be rewarded for his loyalty to what burying to somebody who was accused of rape, he should be uh, protected for that, uh, uh, rewarded for that, excuse me, by having uh, uh, investigation charges dropped against him. It's like everything they say about government uh, the backroom wheeling and dealing of government who you know rules don't apply to everybody they only apply to people who don't have clout uh, so even something as serious as alleged rape uh, has no consequences if you know the right people this is sort of the suggestion these are only the details that we know of course uh when uh, uh mckinney and arnold went looking for comp conf- uh, called all the relative all the players in the game they all say We don't know anything about it. We never heard anything about it. This email is uh, eight years old. Here's something you should know about the author of the email, uh, Michael McClain. Uh, He is a former lobbyist and Michael Madigan Confident, and uh, he's under federal scrutiny as part of an ongoing investigation in the connections between Commonwealth Edison and the Madigan machine. Uh, apparently, the feds are trying to figure out, follow me on this, folks, if ComEd put Madigan Associates on the payroll in exchange for uh, their assistance or Madigan's assistance in passing favorable legislation like, I don't know, rate heights, et cetera, and so forth. Anyway, when I got back from the The Retreat the reader retreat where I was feeling all good. We played those theater games. I was feeling very healthy and in connection with my fellow workers and feeling like, you know what? It's a good world. Uh, we we did zip, zap, zop and all those other kind of theater games and hugged and put our hands in the middle, said one, two, three, reader forever. I come back to the real world, Dean, what did I, what did I see? Suggestion. that my beloved Democrats were bearing up uh, allegations or an investigation of a rape and uh, they were emails my filling my email box from all kinds of Democratic politicians speaking out against it uh, here's one uh, tweet that went out with sometimes it was also on my uh email box but the chicago sun times quoted the tweet from state representative kelly cassidy good friend of the show she hasn't been on in a while no she has not you know ever since the sun times put her on the front page called her wonder woman you know she's been kind of a bad name too busy to come on your show i am wonder woman anyway with elena hampton who did come on the show a couple weeks ago uh here make fun of her that'll get her back on (laughs) KC, you know we love you. All right, here's uh, here's what uh, Kelly Cassidy and uh, Elena Hampton and Sherry Garrett, as well, uh, had to say. If the report, if the reports are even partially true, this represents a conspiracy to conceal a criminal sexual assault at the highest levels of state government. Yes, indeed, it's no joke, folks. It's like uh, bit by bit, we're peeling back this onion. We're going to see uh, what lies at the cure. Does not look good at the moment for my beloved Democratic Party. We got a great show today, everybody. Miles Conflaster will be here in these times, Ace reporter. We're going to be talking Trump, Iran, pending war in the world, uh, Democratic politics. Miles, a huge Bernie supporter. Maybe we'll give him an opportunity to address some of the uh, points made by the Heartland Mamas. Oh, Remember the Heartland Mamas? Uh, Yeah, yeah. All right. They were playing. They took down some of those Bernie bros. What were uh, what were some of the quotes there from the Heartland Mamas
1: about uh, people like uh, Miles Conflanson? Hey, Bernie bros. Bernie bros. Beep my hey. Oh, <laughs> so beep my hey?
0: <laughs> well, the hey uh-huh. was me saying, stop. Oh. This is a family show. No <laughs> is swearing, fair. Heartland Mamas. Beep my hey. <laughs> beep my hey. <laughs> Uh, Ed Maher, Union Man, will be here at 2 o'clock. Union News, updates, and all that good stuff. Like, we're looking ahead for the future. What does 2020 hold for the uh, union movement in this country? Uh, Lisa Solomon, our reefer expert. She'll be back. She was here last, a couple weeks ago. Very popular show. We're bringing her back. And she's got a mystery guest, D. You're kidding. No, she's bringing a mystery guest. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. Get the of- bon out. <laughs> literally because she's going to be talking about reefer she'll be talking a lot about reefer that's dennis's favorite part of the show uh and uh so a lot of political talk ahead of us but before we do any of that the young man from malton oh yeah the man they call dr doobie with the news
1: (laughs) not dr how's it going everybody my name is dennis let's unpack the news happening in chicago and or illinois this afternoon actually i just lied because there was no show wednesday we need to mention two stories that happened in chicago and or illinois
0: yesterday uh oh there was no pre-show prep on this this is called a curveball (laughs) being a little too honest all right ben zap zap we had a 2020 presidential candidate in town i
1: mean i'm saying this like you didn't know because of course you knew he's your favorite Filthy rich Democrat presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg <laughs> came to Chicago Wednesday. He, <laughs> Bloomberg's like, not even my top five. Uh, yeah, right. He was here to pitch his jobs plan. The former New York City mayor also made a pitch to our current Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot seeking her endorsement. But hey, it ain't going to be that easy, pal. Just ask their congressional (laughs) candidate, Marie Newman. Am I right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that on Tuesday. Uh, She's against Lipinski, our mayor is, but not necessarily for Marie Newman. Come on! Take a stand! In a 25-minute speech before supporters at Olive Harvey College
1: on the far south side, the late entrant into an already packed Democratic primary race outlined what he called, quote, candidate Trump's empty promises while also criticizing the president's handling of Iran. Here's the quote from Bloomberg. Quote, in any crisis, it's imperative that the commander-in-chief think through all the implications of his actions uh, or her actions with the help of her or his top advisors to not act irrationally or reckres- uh, recklessly. And I certainly hope that the president does that. But unfortunately, as we all know, that's just not his nature. Ben, your thoughts? And because I know you were there, you love you some Michael Bloomberg. How was Bloomberg's speech? Well, first of all, I wasn't
0: there. Uh, I was, again, at the reader retreat. Zip, zap, zop. Oh, yeah. I
1: bet Bloomberg will get down on some zip, zap, zop. I'll tell you what. That
0: zip, zap, zop is harder than it looks, okay? It's hard. I I was telling you, zip, zap, zap. zop. I don't know what it is. You're going to have to explain what it is a little later. All right, well, you know what? We'll play the game with Miles. This is the other We have two Miles, Miles Porter and Miles Conflasson and you and myself will play Zip, Zap, Zop. All, right. all right, okay, I'll explain it all then. Zip, Zap, Zop. So I uh, was not at the uh, Olive Harvey speech. Uh, in general, my attitude toward Michael Bloomberg is I welcome uh, his participation in the race, and I'll tell you why. Politics ain't no joke, D. That's cool. All right, Donald John Trump has amassed uh, tens of millions of dollars, and he already has an onslaught of, comer- of advertisements, uh, commercials, uh, particularly on social media, on Facebook. He basically dominates Facebook. He owns Facebook. And so Bloomberg is a counterattack. Bloomberg has a lot of money. He's doing this thing very unconventionally. Instead of he, he's, he's just like pretending as though there are no other Democrats in the race, and he's concentrating his onslaught of commercials against Donald Trump. So essentially what he's trying to do, he's his basic point is that this election is all about Donald Trump. It's a referendum on Donald Trump. And so everybody who, uh, there's a lot of people out there who just don't care who the nominee is. They just want to defeat Donald Trump. And they see Bloomberg's name, and they see him. He's coming right at them with the commercials uh, that they can relate to in terms of criticizing Trump. And they may just go, you know what, I'm voting for Bloomberg. He's got the money. It worked for J.B. Pritzker.
1: I'm not a perfect
0: person. (laughs) Yes, but you have a lot of money and you can run a good campaign as a result. So uh, I applaud him because it keeps Trump on the defense. Why should all my Democratic friends, all my lefty friends go, Ben, too much money. Uh, it, uh, it, it it it's dirty. Uh, it, it ruins, it corrupts politics. It's corrosive. I agree with all that. But the reality: what are you going to roll, lay down, and roll over? You're just going to let Donald Trump walk to victory? It's like my beloved Democrats, who just all oh, Ben help support the fair map. Oh, we're just going to let the Republicans take control of the state, huh? Because we want to be fair. When would Republicans ever do that? So the reality of the way the game is is set up and played, D. Uh, You have to fight fire with fire. And uh, Bloomberg's got money. He's bringing money in. uh, And he's keeping alive sort of the anti-Trump coalition. So I welcome him in the race, although I doubt I'll ever vote for him.
1: So, yeah, Bloomberg was in town yesterday. And, yeah, he says he'll never vote for him. But maybe later Ben will show you his uh, shirt that Bloomberg (laughs) signed for him. Oh, my God, he won't stop talking about it. 2020 POTUS (laughs) candidate Bernie Sanders made the local headlines. He weighed in on the current negotiations happening between the Chicago Teachers Union and Chicago public school officials over that $25 million that was promised for the district's longest-serving teachers, the veteran teachers, all right? Mr. $27 tweeted his support for the CTU, as he always does. Here's the tweet from Bernie. And because I haven't done it in a while, what the hell, Ben? I was proud to stand with (laughs) at CTU local one in their strike to win the school resources Chicago's students deserve. Chicago public schools must live up to their agreement, bargain in good faith, and give veteran teachers the respect that
0: they have earned. Yeah, Bernie uh, jumped. He was here uh, with the teachers who were on strike. He stood with the teachers. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win the Chicago Teachers Union's endorsement. Uh, Stacy Davis-Gates was in the studio when it was that Tuesday, D, and uh, she said that the union, she hadn't made a decision. She was going to follow her union on this one. Brandon Johnson, on the other hand, another uh, union leader, and of course, Cook County Board Commissioner has already endorsed Elizabeth Warren. So we'll see which way the Teachers Union goes as it goes anywhere. Uh, but... Uh, my guess is, is that uh, uh, Bernie Sanders has a lot of support among rank-and-file uh, teachers. Again, he was there for the teachers uh, when they went on strike. Actually, I'm not, I think about Elizabeth Warren supported the teachers as well. I'm not sure any of the other Democratic candidates uh, for president, I can't remember if they supported the teachers. So I'm not surprised that Bernie weighs in. And uh, that that dispute is a totally in-the-weeds dispute uh having to do with different interpretations. The union's interpretation and the Board of Education's Lord Leiford's interpretation of what was promised and what as opposed to what was put into writing with the teacher's contract. And uh it's probably going to be adjudicated it's some labor board uh down the road. Oh, and I forgot there was one more quote from uh Bernie there I forgot to read. Twenty seven dollars <laughs> A lot of Bernie bros on the Ben Jarofsky show. A lot of Bernie bros. Hey, one will be here in about what? 15 minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, one will be here in about 15 minutes.
1: And then there's the other story from Wednesday. And this guy's becoming a guilty pleasure of mine to cover. It's Cook County Democratic State's attorney candidate Bill Bro Conway. Love him. He has released another political campaign ad. This makes two ads in one week for Conway, so we clearly see a game plan here. We're more than two months away from the primary, and Conway is going hard in the paint with early online and television ads. Conway's opponent is incumbent state's attorney, Kim Fox. Yes, the same Kim Fox who botched the infamous Jesse Smollett case. And yes, the same Jesse Smollett who faked his own hate crime sponsored by Subway.
0: Allegedly faked.
1: Allegedly faked his own hate crime. So with that hot polarizing pile of political garbage sitting there waiting, you knew it would only be a matter of time until an opportunist rich enough to put out political ads came along and picked it all up. And that's Bill Conway. So we heard his first ad on Tuesday. It was pretty boring. (laughs) Ben, what were your thoughts on that ad?
0: Well, okay, I need some help here. Uh, you keep re- referring to him as a bro, and I'm going to need a little uh, millennial help. I, I had a, f- a-, a sense in my head of what a bro is, and so I said to you, okay, Conway's a bro, and you said, yes, he's very broy, Very bro. And I said, oh, well, what kind of music does he like? This, this is, by the way, pre-show prep by Dennis and I. <laughs> I picked him up today, by the way, folks, long story. Tackling the tough issues today. Uh, what is a bro? So I go, D, you know, because he says, yeah, Conway's a bro. All right, So Conway is running against uh, uh, he's running uh, against Kim Fox for state's attorney. Nobody had ever heard of him before, but he comes from uh, money. So not unlike uh, Michael Bloomberg, he can buy your attention, folks. He just hits the airwaves with all these ads. And uh, so without people, they know they vaguely know who Bill Conway is. And so Dennis said, well, my analysis of Bill Conway is that he's a pro. And I said. Okay, I think I know what a bro is. It's kind of like a millennial term, all right? Back in my day, when dinosaurs walked to Earth, I think they called them jocks. But so I'm not quite sure if a bro is a. That's kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. So I said, "Well, what kind of music does he, listen? he must listen to?" And then I just, well, folks, that's, tough. I, I, that's a tough uh, thing to answer nowadays. That's called ducking and dodging. No, because rock rock music isn't really as popular as it was back in the day. So I said, uh, if he's a bro, he must listen to. It. And then I thought, folks, again, I'm at a disadvantage here because I stopped listening to rock music on a regular basis in 1979. I went to the only group that I could vaguely even think of that was remotely broy, and I said, Hootie and the Blowfish, and Dennis goes, no, man, bros don't listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. Maybe in the 90s. They listen to Radiohead, <laughs> and I'm like, Radiohead? A lot of bros listen to Radiohead. I haven't even heard of Radiohead. Miles, you ever heard of Radiohead?
1: Damn, Boy, We are giving way blest. too much time to this bro thing.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what a bro
1: is. So what is a bro? Go figure it out. I don't know. Someone you pictured getting drunk after a Cubs game down in Wrigley Field. That's the way I look at it. Miles, a bro is that a bro? Is. Yeah, okay, you know what I mean in uh, an the early 2000s bro would listen to Nickelback. I don't know who what the Nickelback equivalent is in 2020 because I don't know rock isn't as popular but anyway, this is a political talk show Nickelback right? Bernie Nickelback Oh sorry <laughs> Nickel- your thoughts on that ad by the way from uh, Bill Conway. The original question.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the Conway ad. Yes, that original ad, and I'm going back in my time, was a, an interesting ad because it made it seem as though Bill Conway uh, was going to be more sympathetic to the needs of people who were unfairly arrested. Uh, and would uh, look for justice in the system. When in fact, the uh, backlash to Kim Fox is coming from the other side there who are accusing sort of the get tough on criminals side that are accusing her of being uh, too lenient on uh, crime, uh, criminals, alleged criminals, uh, people who are arrested. And that uh, if you that Smollett Gate, uh, her her treatment of Justice Smollett is indicative of that. So you would figure that somebody running uh, against Kim Fox in this primary would would hammer on that theme, because that seems to be the prevailing theme for people who are against her. It seems like folks who do believe uh, in a system in being uh, more fair to. Uh, uh, Defendants that are who have only been accused of crime as opposed to uh, convicted of crime, uh, it, people who are c- claiming uh, we should be more fair to them would be for Kim Fox. But he was heading, uh, he was like running it to the left of her. So it made no sense, that first commercial, I'm just saying. Unless he thought that Kim Fox was going to step down because of his investigation, in which case he would run as the, as the great liberal. But nah. So I didn't get the commercial, remember D? I All
1: right. Well, on to his latest. I think you'll get this one. Another unflattering Kim Fox story that we knew would come back to bite her. This came out in December, the time that Kim Fox decided to keep nearly $30,000 in campaign contributions from a 2016 fundraiser hosted by the now indicted 14th Ward Alderman, aka the guy who shook down a Burger King in his ward. <laughs> Alderman Edward Burke. Mm -hmm. Let's hear what Bill the bro has for us this time. Crack (laughs) open an energy drink and give whoever's next to you a fist bump. It's the latest ad from Cook (laughs) County State's attorney candidate, Bill Conway. Have you heard about Alderman Ed Burke's connections to Kim Fox? Burke threw a fundraiser for Fox at his house during
0: her last campaign, raising big bucks. Then Fox turned around and settled tax cases for Burke's corporate clients. Burke and his clients made millions thanks to Fox's deals. Now she says there's nothing wrong with her keeping most of the Burke-tainted money. Burke, Fox... Isn't it time to turn the page? All right. Now, this is uh, a page taken straight from the Lori Lightfoot playbook. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, of course.
1: This little light of mine. I'm going (laughs) to let it shine.
0: Uh, was victorious in part, a large degree, because she was able to link uh, her opponent, Tony Preckwinkle, in the runoff to Ed Burke. Nobody likes Ed Burke anymore, which is really interesting. A year ago, everybody loved Ed Burke. Now nobody likes him. Okay, I was curious if Bill Conway was denouncing Ed Burke, I don't know, two years ago. I think he was denouncing Ed Burke uh, two years ago. I was like, oh, Mr. Burke, let me shake your hand. I've always been a big fan of yours. Um, Oh, great comedy. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Burke, did I tell you I love your suit? So uh, the only guy who was critical of Ed Burke two years ago was me. All right? You know what I'm saying? You know, guys who get fired from liberal radio stations for being too liberal—those are the only people who get who are critical of Ed Burke. Then and now, it's easy to be. Everybody's critical of Ed Burke. Sort of like now, everybody's critical of Michael Joseph Madigan. And uh, isn't that interesting? How that goes when there's when there's blood in the water. Oh, everybody's tough. Where are you when we need you? Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, look now. This is the kind of ad that I would expect him to run. Uh, he's linking her. I'd have to take a deeper dive to see if there's any validity whatsoever to what he's talking about uh, in terms of Ed Burke's property tax cases. Again, folks, Ed Burks for many years was a property tax lawyer. He handled appeals of a uh, mo- lot, lot of wealthy downtown Uh, property owners got their taxes reduced uh, by appealing to the Cook county assessor for a lower assessment and as a result everybody else paid more in taxes suckers and saps in chicago thought that was a okay by the way i'm just curious could you do a google search and see if bill conway ever spoke out about ed burke's property tax business uh back in let's say oh 2015 or 16 or that's a very specific thing to look up. you got to give me time here. Yeah, negatory is what I would say on that one. So I'm just saying, okay? It's under, it's you know, hey. It's, yeah, no, that's not on here. Yeah, hey, well, I'm not surprised. So fair is fair in politics. And uh, so that, I would say, if, uh, would be a more or less legitimate avenue of attack uh, by Conway to go after. And let me just, again, point out he's got a lot of money, folks. So uh, you're going to hear his name a lot. There's other people running for state's attorney by the way. Uh Donna Moore is running for state's attorney and uh, Bob, Bob Fioretti, your guy Fioretti. Fioretti. And by the way, Bob Fioretti, <laughs> my guy. Uh, I do appreciate. Ben's ready for Fioretti. Bob Fioretti, Ms. Alderman, I must confess folks helped me on uh, more than one tiff story. So Bob, I will always appreciate that. Uh and uh, Bob Bob Fioretti when he announced he was sort of running uh at, at uh, Kim Fox from the right talked about how too lenient she was uh, on letting uh, criminals go or people who are dangerous go that was his accusation uh, and his lawyers are challenging her petitions so he's doing the dirty work Bill Conway is you know spending his family money running these commercials meanwhile Fioretti is in court trying to get her uh, but wouldn't you say I mean
1: that's I mean that is what's going on but wouldn't you say that uh, old Conway here is kind of taken uh, all the credit here because he's going in public. You know, he's kind of putting himself out there as the main opponent. Yeah, his- he's
0: using his money to broadcast himself yeah. and give himself a prominent position so that people who are against Kim Fox in general go, oh, I'll vote for the Conway guy. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They don't know anything about him. But so is Fioretti going to come out with some ads? I doubt on it because it, uh, it costs money, 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 money. That should have been my song of the day. Ah, money, 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 money. It's always of, tomorrow. <laughs> hey, won't you play another somebody? So yeah, Fear Ready, I don't think Fear Ready could come out with commercials because he doesn't have the money. So what he's doing is a lot more practical. He's trying to win the old-fashioned way by knocking her off the ballot. And uh, so if he's successful on that front, which I doubt he will be, but if he is, uh, then Conway probably be the front runner because what a bro! (laughs) what i need help with this bro thing okay Okay. our friend dragon slayer uh
1: 19 weighed in he said uh a bro is anyone that could be in a frat
0: okay i I, you know i could i could buy that they would but what kind of music would uh, would, would, what kind of music would they be playing at a fraternity party in the year chain smokers no way
1: possibly possibly today on the program we are going to all of our friends on the Benny J show live stream chat by the way if you're listening via download at the moment thank you but we encourage you to join us live sometime we go live on the Chicago Sun Times YouTube channel Tuesdays through Fridays 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time put us on uh, while you're at work if you can, please don't get fired listening to us. <laughs> or if you just find yourself with a day off of work, join us for a live Ben Jarofsky show. Hear the batter awkward parts that I edit out, and if you're feeling crazy, say (laughs) hey to Steven, Brianna, Pat, Rod, Kyle, and the rest of the crew. Participate in the live stream chat. We talk politics. We have trolls every now and again. We make fun of Ben. Sometimes there's no audio. I panic. I fix it. The video is apparently blurry at the moment. I get called Dr. Doobie. It's a great time. Mm -hmm. And Dr. D. All of it. And White Lightning. Never Dennis. Once again, (laughs) Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time on both Chicago Reader and Sun-Times websites and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. It's time for a 2020 Cook County State's Attorney candidate update, Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah, in case you weren't aware, when it comes to the 2020 Cook County State's Attorney election, oh, it's on. Through two campaign ads in the span of seven days and, of course, a crapload of money, one candidate this week officially moved to the head of the pack as the top challenger to incumbent Kim Fox. He's Bill Conway. He's a former assistant state's attorney under Richard Devine and Anita Alvarez, a former U.S. Naval Intelligence officer, and if you ask this podcast producer, he's a bro. (laughs) (laughs) And people, the bro train came barreling through Cook County this week, and it ain't stopping, baby. We have now learned that according to the latest filings with the Illinois State Board of Elections, Mr. Conway has received an additional $650,000 in campaign cash from his billionaire father, of course. It's bro daddy. Bro daddy. Bro daddy, Bill (laughs) Conway Sr.
0: Bro daddy.
1: The hefty donation comes. Isn't that a song? No, the hefty donation comes three months after (laughs) William Conway gave $500,000 to his son's campaign to defeat Cook County State's attorney, Kim Fox in the Democratic primary on March 17th. William Conway, a.k.a. Bro Daddy's donations to his son's campaign now totals at one million one hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. <laughs> campaign records show that Bro Daddy's latest donation has helped his son raise $701,600 in just one week from November 8th to the 15th. And the last big donation Fox received uh, was from businessman Elsie Higginbottom. Oh, Elsie so Higginbottom.
0: Ad. Used to be one of my bosses. Well, that's a Kim Fox update there. Yeah, Elsie Higginbottom used to own uh, the Chicago Reader. Now, on Thursday, we heard the latest
1: campaign ad from Conway, an ad reminding us of the time that Kim Fox kept the Thirty thousand dollars in campaign contributions from a twenty sixteen fundraiser hosted by the now indicted Fourteenth Ward Alderman, aka the guy who shook down a Burger King. In his ward, <laughs> Ed Burke. Would
0: that be Ed Burke? That'd okay. be Ed Burke. Right. Burger King Burke. <laughs> Burger King Burke. And a State's Attorney. Uh, Have has it your a, way. You know, wait—is that Burger King or McDonald's? That's Burger King. Oh, thank you. Oh, you remembered something. <laughs> Way to go, Penny J. (laughs) Have it your way. And then it's like, you could have the cheese or not the cheese. Ed Burke had it his way. Give me the campaign money.
1: (laughs) And some chicken nuggets. All right. (laughs) That's your guy, Chicago Ed Burke. So, yeah, state's attorney Kim Fox hasn't necessarily made the wisest political decisions. Obviously, there is that mishandling of the Jesse Smollett case. And with this Burke ad. Uh, Fox kind of pitched Bill the Bro a giant softball there. And please don't get me started on how much bros love softball.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure what a bro is. I I'm know. really struggling with that one. I'm really trying to I was asking you and Miles to help me out. We gave you answers. What's the difference between a bro and a hipster? A bro and a, Oh,
1: well, I said it the other day. Uh, a bro makes sure to bathe every day. A <laughs> hipster will skip a shower every now
0: and again, you know what I mean? Well, that sounds about right. How does a Okay, here we go. How would a bro uh, respond to the alligator in uh, the Humboldt Park Lagoon? How would a bro respond to the alligator in the Humboldt Park Lagoon? Oh,
1: man, that'll be a, that's a great business opportunity.
0: <laughs> and how would a hipster respond to the uh, alligator uh, in the, Lincoln, uh, the Humboldt Park Lagoon? Oh, well, I'll
1: tell you. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. This is how they'd respond. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles.
0: Uh, no gators yet, though. See the distinction. Just like a mellower thing. Uh, Which one is more likely to smoke reefer? Both of them. Okay. In, 20, in 2020, both of them. All right. Uh, so, and, and again, I stand by what I say. You know, I was roundly criticized on this yesterday. I'm taking the strong stands, Bros like Hootie and the Blowfish. All right? There we go.
1: Hootie and the Brofish. All Dragon right. Slayer uh, Dragonslayer19, what's up, man? He says, Dennis is a bro. Ben is a hipster.
0: <laughs> hey, I bathe every now and then. All right? What are you saying? I smell? <laughs> yeah. But hey,
1: good news, Kim Fox fans. The Cummins came back with a new campaign ad of her own on Thursday. <sighs> okay. Ben, tell us your thoughts of, uh yesterday's ad. Well, on uh, I'm going to tell you Ed my Park.
0: thoughts. I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to talk to Ramon, who's saying about this at greater length. I do not understand... Uh, in all uh, deference uh, to uh, Bill Conway and his dad, I do not understand why they would choose this election of all elections uh, to introduce themselves to the voters of Cook County City, Chicago. If you have political aspirations, I understand it. Um, Let's just let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's an intelligent young man. He has a great resume. He uh, served our country. Uh, He, you know, went to law school. Smart guy, right? So uh, and his father has money and he's a Democrat. So he wants; he has a political future. It's like he kind of reminds me in some ways of, of your favorite presidential candidate, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, sure. Love him. He's great. <laughs> I Just do that. I'm sorry. I won't do that anymore. But anyway, he kind of reminds me of Pete Buttigieg. Uh, very smart, young, uh, ambitious uh, politicians. And there's no problem with that. That's how you get ahead in this country. And I fully applaud them. Why would you run, having said all that, uh, for, uh, against Kim Fox, knowing that you're not going to get black support in Cook County? or at the city of Chicago that she's going to be the recipient of the black support uh, in the, this area largely because she's been a champion of alternative uh, uh, alternative justice in our country instead of just in our city excuse me instead of just throwing people in jail uh, randomly you you try to avoid jail time Uh, this is a movement that's developing throughout the country not just in cook county or chicago it's uh, a lot of activists in the democratic party believe it Um, the black communities of chicago have been uh, hit hardest by the war on drugs the unfair war on drugs we're moving away from the war on drugs at least in the state of illinois we've legalized marijuana Um, the opposition to kim fox is largely rooted in donald trump's base White voters. It's a backlash to how she handled Smollett Gate, and Smollett Gate is rooted in all kinds of uh, symbolism having to do with Donald Trump. Uh, Justice Smollett made up a crime uh, allegedly perpetrated by a couple of Trump supporters. W- weren't they wearing MAGA hats? D. So as soon as uh, he made up that crime, all the Trump supporters joined in in uh, supporting the investigation into Smollett Gate, and they turned against Eddie Johnson, who was the former police chief of the city of Chicago. They turned against Kim Fox. All right, so that's democracy. That's how it breaks out, uh, democratically speaking. But why would you join forces with them if you want a future in Cook County and Chicago politics? You see, this is a racially divided issue. Why would you? I just don't understand. I don't know who gives the guy, the young man, advice. Uh, and uh, it just seems to me, just on the basics, this 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 campaign will largely come down to sort of a symbolic referendum. Ramon Hussein has entered the room, so this is excellent because she can hear me uh, set up our discussion uh, for that'll come to, will take place in a little while. This election between Conway and Kim Fox has come down to so, to more or less your opinion about Donald Trump. In was just the most basic general ways. I, would, I do not understand what advice he was getting. Of course, I never met him, uh, so he never came to me for advice. and He probably wouldn't take my advice if he came to me. I'm not sure any political, uh, young uh, political uh, wannabe would listen to me. But I just really do not understand the most basic fundamental way. This is coming down to a race which is essentially going to be about uh, your opinion of Donald Trump. That's basically what's at issue in the Kim Fox uh, re-election campaign. I do not know why any Democrat would want to go into a race where it more or less looks like he's an ally of... Here's the latest (laughs) ad from Kim Fox.
1: The tower I grew up in wasn't made of ivory, and poverty and gun violence weren't just on the news. I'm Kim Fox, and that's why my work as state's attorney has taken on violence and injustice. Putting more resources to prosecute violent crime and guns taking on the NRA, and prioritizing justice reform, not jail time for minor offenses. For so many, it's crucial we get this work done. For me, it's personal we get it right. Now the difference between a hipster and a bro, all right? Mm. As we know, Bill the Bro Conway running for uh, Cook County State's attorney. And uh, we've been just trying to figure this out. Brianna weighed in again here. She says, uh, Bros have high-paying gigs, wear expensive shoes slash clothes, and buy all them high-rise apartments downtown. Ben and Dennis... Equal hipsters, not (laughs) bros.
0: I'm a hipster. I don't think, isn't there like an age limit on being a hipster? I'm too old for a hipster. I'm an oldster. So do you know or do you not know the difference between a hipster and a bro? I'm starting to see a distinction that people are making.
1: I don't think they're that different. Uh, Like uh, for me, uh, I buy uh, clothes at Goodwill. I get those clothes. Uh, maybe I am, am wearing uh, one of Bill Conway's
0: shirts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Conway owned that shirt 10 years ago, Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. So uh, let's see here. Uh, they just have more facial hair, but it's kind of the same. Wait, time out. Who, hipsters? Hipsters. I can't bros. Don't bros have goatees? Okay, bro-tees. No, wait, time um, out. I'm bros the ones that uh, this is something. That guy. Okay, help me out, uh, Romana. American Idol. The guy who's the sidekick who interviews people—I oh. never watched that show. I'm looking around. I mean, isn't his name Ryan? Oh, you're thinking of Ryan Seacrest? Yes. <laughs> isn't that a bro? Isn't that the quintessential bro? He's Am not I- a
1: really bro. Livestream chat: Is Ryan Seacrest a bro? Weird. Yes or yeah, no? Yeah, he <laughs> has
0: that like bros. They don't. You're thinking come- clean shaven? They no, 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 bros no. Are no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Bros. Okay, here's the thing that bros do instead of growing a full beard, what they do is they have this look that looks like it's a beard, but it's not really a beard. And so it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just a manly guy. And my, my hair grows in. And oh boy, uh, Secrets has that. D, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's not a beard, but it's like- Stubble? It's not. It's like a little beyond stubble. You know who else does it? I think the guy's talented. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd. He does. He's- Is it Paul Rudd a hip a bro? Yes. He's, He's more of a hipster bro. Um, you know, oh. I give up. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to
1: KMF. I, mean, I think it's best you just give up. Uh, <laughs> the Ben Jaromsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash master's.